welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Hello and welcome to another in the series, Vision Scope. Today we have a very interesting program lined up for you and I know that you're going to enjoy this one and benefit from our conversation. The days are extremely hot in Kingston, Jamaica as I speak to you, the temperature is standing at 29 degrees Celsius, which is quite hot. That means it's somewhere in the low 90s, I would imagine. Um, so it's extremely warm. Nevertheless, we continue with life. Recently, King Rocco and I had a long discussion with Odessa Blair from Guyana. She is a guidance and counselor for two regions of schools in Guyana. And she told us her story. Now, Odessa is blind. Um, she became blind as an adult and she spoke about some of the trauma that she went through and also how she managed to pull through all of the difficulties. So today we're going to listen to Odessa as she talks to us. Her story was first told on Tell It Like It Is, which is a program hosted by UVC Radio. This is an edited version of that conversation. Odessa, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Good evening yes. to you. Yes. Can you tell us who is Odessa Blair? So Odessa Blair is a 45-year-old blind woman. I have two children, one boy and one girl. The girl is 26 and the boy is 14. I am working strategically within the disabled community, all the special needs schools in Region 3 and 4 in Guyana, Georgetown. And I have a passion as it relates to working within the disabled community. And so I would like to make an impact in the lives of the younger ones, that is, within the special needs school. So, so you work it, so you work you work in region three. What what and four. All the special re needs schools. Regions three and four. All of those schools. How yes. many schools all are the we? special needs schools. How That's many the, schools are we talking about Odessa? Roughly. So you're talking about seven, seven schools. 
seven schools. And um, yeah. this might be an awkward question that you might not be able to answer straight off, but what kind of distances are you talking about? Because I know Ghana is not small. No, it's not. So, so well, as I, when I say Region 3, that's mm -hmm. a different region as mm -hmm. it relates to the city of Georgetown. Mm -hmm. So it's two different um, regions you're talking about. Mm -hmm. yes. yes, but the, the, for example, School A, if I left from school A to go to school Z in, in, in region, school A in region three to school Z in region four, I'm just using it as an example. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the farthest school from the first one. Well, what kind of how distance are we talking? What kind of distance are we talking about? Or how well, long? Whichever one distance. we can deal with. If I, to tell you the distance, I may not be able to tell you the distance, but I can tell you the proximity of the time mm -hmm. it would take to move from one point to, the, to the, the next. And so if I'm in region three and I want to go to region four, mm -hmm. it would take approximately two hours for me to reach to the next, the next school. That's a considerable distance to cover. I mean, you you talk you talking about region three. Region three <laughs> depends. Region three is a very big region. That that's that's the distance maybe like from St. Lucia to Barbados. <laughs> it's very far. Yeah. Okay. So so how do you how do you do it then to to so, to be in control of all of this in your work? Okay, so what I would normally do, I don't go to each school every day. So I have special schools that I deal with that I deal with on a daily basis. So let's say I'm working in region three this week or two days in the week and region four, the other three, then that's how I'm going to get my way around fast, right? I cannot visit all seven schools at once. Yes, that, that's so understandable. Yes, Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now, um, and you, who do you 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 who do you report to? You report to oh, so your your, report, your senior officer. Yes, I report to the Guyana Council of Organization for Persons with Disabilities. Okay. This is a contract that we have with the First Lady mm. through Mr. Ganesh Singh. Okay. So. Yeah, I have to report. I have to give a monthly report to Mr. Singh, mm -hmm. and then he would give a, a yearly report to the first lady. Okay, so and uh, so you you're really kept on your toes. Correct. Mm -hmm. I'm going to backtrack a little bit on this because I, I want I want to hear a little bit about you and uh, tell us tell us about your your early days. Go as far back as you can. So I was born sighted. I work from since I was age 18. I work several places. The last place. But before that, that before that, talk to me Aaron. about your talk to me about your days at school. Where did you go to school? So I attended Metamirzok Primary. Then mm. I went to Zeeburg Secondary. And then at age 30, that's where I lost my sight and the qualification that I had was no longer valid. So I had to start. So what, what, what were you qualified as? 
In those oh, I days. was an accounts clerk in Starbrook Market. I was an accounts clerk. Okay. So you yes. had to change professions at that Correct. stage. Correct. Mm. Yes. I had, to, I had to actually start all over again since I was told the qualification that I had while I was sighted was no longer valid when I became mm. blind because I'm unable to see to read and write, you know, mm. as the normal person. So what I had to do is to go back to school and write, rewrite the CXE, right? That's with, with the JAWS. And then I acquire the subjects, the, red, the, the necessary subject that is needed to attend the University of Diana. So they didn't accept you with any points from your no. earlier qualification? No. That's unfortunate. That was, that was no longer... Valid. That was too that's, long of valid. That, that's unfortunate. I had to start like all over knowledge, again. knowledge is knowledge, whether it's seeing knowledge or blind knowledge. It's knowledge. Yes, okay. what they're saying, the debate that what they had, the dispute that they had, that I can't see to read and write the way I used to before since I became blind. So what I had to do is to get myself qualified with JAWS. Yeah. That's with the computer and how to type. And how to read with yes, jaws. And I understand that. But that in itself is a setback because you had some qualifications. I can understand yeah. if if they were saying to you, build on those qualifications, but to ignore them seems hard in my yes, estimation. It was. Yes. Was. Yeah. Indeed. We should never have to go through that. All right. But the, the main thing is that you did it and you came through yes. successfully. Hmm? Yes, I did. Yeah. All right. I did. No. Talk to me now about this onset of blindness. What you? What's the question? Blindness for for you. What was it like? You 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 realized that you were going blind. No. I was eight months pregnant with my second child when I woke up one morning just like that and couldn't see without any warning. Mm. There were no inclination that I would have lost my sight or anything. It was very difficult to cope with. I it was it placed me in a position where I was really, really devastated. And I am happy that I was able to bounce back from that. I remember it as though it was yesterday. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, we are right here. Um, Willie, can you hear us? I'm hearing yes. you. Yes. Yes. yes I'm, okay. I'm hearing you. Um, you found out that you were blind. Uh, what What was it like mentally for you? <sighs> it's unexplanatory. I don't think I can explain that. I don't think that's the most difficult position I've ever been in in my life. But I realized that, you know, going to bed with sight and then wake up without, it was a whole new world to adapt mm. to. It's a, I couldn't even breathe because I'm claustrophobic and because of the darkness, I couldn't breathe well. I, I was screaming all the time. My mom took me to the hospital. I can recall I was there on the floor. Mm -hmm. Everybody is just around me 
wanted to know why would a pregnant woman be on the floor crying and you know wailing and weeping and and these kind of things but i'm happy that my life can be an encouragement to somebody else yes but you see this, that aspect of your life is also important because there are several people throughout the world who probably at this stage are going through the same thing that you went through some years ago. I know. Um, you, you suddenly found yourself in, in what you considered to be darkness at the time. If it happened now, you wouldn't describe it as darkness. But at that time, it was total darkness. And I can understand. Total darkness. Total, total darkness. darkness. What, what did you do? Did you give up? Did, were you about to resign yeah. yourself and say, Lord, my God, this is it? What, how yes, did I did. Yeah. I did. I cried. Talk to I us cried about it, man. Talk to us about it. I cried for one year straight. I thought about committing suicide. I all the rest of it, you name it. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm, thoughts, mm -hmm. they were lingering in my mind, you know, mm -hmm. but then I, I said to myself, no, I can't do this. If I, because my daughter was only 12 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. And if I should commit suicide, what would happen to my son? Mm -hmm. You know, and all those things I took into consideration and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this somewhere, somehow. You know, I got to bounce back from this and you know, there must be more to life than just sight, you know. And how did I your just family, get... how did your family react to all of this? Well, they were supportive at first, not anymore, <laughs> because we were, you got to take into consideration that success breeds its own enemy. And so mm -hmm. people believe that, you know, they can have you on the day, wrap onto their fingers where they have to You're do right. this you all the time mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you need to move away from that and become independent mm -hmm. then yes. you have, a, have some problems right there mm -hmm. so you know you just gotta do things for yourself you gotta live so in the beginning in the beginning they they were supportive but then they became yes, overprotective the they became yes, overprotective that too mm. that too but so I is it a situation? Like so is it a situation since um, since you say success breed enemy? Is it a situation because you know you decide you know what? Hey, I'm gonna do life on my own. I no longer want to be under the watch of any family member. Now, Things it's decide not, to start changing. Not that I don't know. It's not that I don't lo no longer want to be under the watch. It's because I get up and brush myself off and I said, you know what? I'm gonna start this life all over again. Right. I'm gonna go by myself i'm gonna go and get my subjects i'm gonna go to the university i'm gonna get a career if this is my portion then i just gotta do what i have to do and so that's where the whole mess began where everybody start backpedaling and looking at me from a different um but, but lens Lisa, of this, this is of it. this is tell it like it is so <laughs> you have two children Yes. How did your spouse react to all of this? Oh my gosh, well, that's a whole different story. So when after I would have gotten blind, the doctor <laughs> the doctor promised me that when I finish getting the baby, when I when, I, when I'm finished having the baby, I'm gonna mm. see again. He and promised that was you just, that. He promised yes, you that. the doctor promised me that. Mm. And so I had to do an emergency surgery when I did, when I finished doing the surgery. And I recuperated from the anesthesias. I, I started to scream again because there was no sight. So <laughs> the doctor walked. The doctor walked out the room in tears. You know, he he, you he felt, felt let sorry. Down. You felt let down. 
yes, but he mm. felt bad as well because mm. remember he was saying that it's high potential, high blood pressure. So he just told me that for me to get the pressure down. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. But I use that method. And so after I would have regained my consciousness, he walked out in tears. Mm-hmm. But it's not that he had wanted to fool me, but he was trying to help me. He was so, trying to help. Yeah, that's what happened. So so having having come upon that kind of experience, how did how did this spouse react? I still want to hear about the spouse. All right. So I say that to say this. So the spouse, he was banging on what the doctor said that I'm gonna regain my sight after having the baby. Mm. So he stick around for three years. Mm. And after then he started to behave in some uh, I don't know he what drift, word he drifted is. away. And so he started to do all manner of crazy things. Mm. And so it led to separation and all of that. So I really had to do it on my own. So you now became a single parent with two children and a disability. Correct. What I want to know from you now, Odessa, is what was the turning point? When did you decide that, look, this... This blindness thing has to be conquered. I'm going to get on with my life. What was the turning point? Yeah, the turning point is basically when my child father decided to walk out. When he decided to start sleeping out, misbehaving and doing all the stupid things that you can think about. I decided, Mm -hmm. look, I'm going to just do this for myself Mm -hmm. and for my kids. And so I'm not going to look back. And so I decided that, look, I've got to, I just got to get myself up, brush myself off and keep pushing. Was he, was he glad to go or you had to give him a push to go? I, have to, I had to give him a push because I couldn't deal with the situation anymore. Mm. I asked him to leave my house. And so... Fortunately, to your house. Yeah, he was living at my house. Okay. But the, the, what triggered the whole situation is when he slapped me. And I decided that, listen, I'm not going to take one minute. That's abuse. That's abuse. That's that's the end of this. And so I said, I'm going to give you the opportunity to walk out of this yard, a free man, Mm. right? Just pack your things and leave, or else I'm going to involve the police. And Mm. so he knew I was serious. So he decided that, look, he's not going to take any chances. Mm. So he left. Deep down in your heart, were you sorry afterwards? For the sake of my son, because for the main fact that I had the opportunity to grow with my dad, and I know how that affected me mm. psychologically and mentally. So I I felt saddened for my son because I didn't want him to go through that. But I had to do what I had to do for me and for him. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you decided to go to change your profession. You were telling me off here before we started that you had to change your profession and all of this. Um, tell me now, what, what, what was it like? You, you, what made you dis- choose to go into counseling? Because the main reason why I went into counseling is because I tell myself that women or persons with disabilities should not settle for abuse. And if I have to offer them an advice or two for them not to go into that direction, I will. 
at any cost because I know how it feels. You know, I can share my empathy with them because I've been there and done that. So you, you went into counseling and um, you, you prepared yourself for, um, for a new vocation. Yes. What was the preparation like? Talk to me about the preparation and the exams well, and all of this. The preparation, it wasn't easy. It, I can tell you this much. It wasn't a walk in the park, mm. but I had to study for six years. Right, four years at the I had to do two years for the CXC program and four years at the University of Guyana, and it seemed as though I was studying forever. <laughs> but at the end of it, it pay it paid off because I know now that I am a professional and I have the qualifications to perform my duties and perform them well. Hello, listeners, about about what happened to you just prior to writing your exams because you have a story to tell in and i want it in your own words in, in you know in not all the gory details but tell us what what, what really transpired something really bad so just a few days just a few days before my exams i can recall clearly i was hanging out some clothes in the yard and I received a phone call and it was my father calling me from overseas asking me where I'm at, if I'm sitting or standing. And so I told him I'm standing and he told me to go and sit. He asked me to go and sit. He asked me if anybody's home with me. I told him yes, because the same day it was my sister's birthday and we were cooking up to celebrate and so on. Mm. And so she told me, he told me that you know, your brother just passed, your your sister-in-law, your little nephew, and, an, and a cousin. And so I myself thought it was by accident, but then he explained about the SSS tonic story. It's my sister-in-law, her niece was over from the United States, and she was leaving to go back to the States, and someone gave her the tonic to take back, which in it was heroin, fully loaded with heroin, and she decided to call them and tell them to use it. She's gonna buy an SSS tonic in the States because it's very, it's very, it's not expensive. And so they went to church the Sunday and came back from church and decided that they're gonna, you know, partake of the SSS mm -hmm. tonic. Mm -hmm. And you know, she, the wife, she first tasted it and it didn't taste right. So she gave my brother the taste. And the little ones, they went and tasted it by themselves. And another cousin, she was over there, she decided, it's just a taste, you know. They mm. didn't drink enough of this thing. Mm. It was so strong. Potent. That just Very potent. Wow, wow, wow. A mm. little taste of it caused mm. them their lives. So that was it in a nutshell. That must have been devastating for you. How did you take what? it, Alessa? What? I cried. That was my favorite brother. You know, I really, really cried. I, rec I can recall in my first exam, I was crying right through, you know, and I was so surprised that, you know, I was still able to pass that those exams with flying colors because I got 
they, I wrote five subjects and we got five twos. I think I could have done better hadn't it not been for that. Those tools tragedy. should have been translated into ones if you hadn't had that experience. Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't focusing. I know for a fact that I couldn't focus in, that, in those exams. Mm -hmm. But I still tried my best. But I mean, at one point, what I wanted to accomplish. But, but at some point, do you think maybe like, man, I, can, I just can't do this. I mean, blind, I still got a young child, I got two kids to take care of. My fiance is no longer with me. Um, <clears throat> the support is not really there. I'm writing an exam now. You get this big, devastating news. Literally, your brother, your sister-in-law, your nephew, and your cousin. How did that really make you feel? Uh, it was a it was a real tragic situation, but that's how I know that I'm a strong woman. That in itself. There must me. be. You must have an internal driving force. That, that steered you through all of this. What is that? I myself don't know. It, it has to be the help of the Almighty because I know I couldn't do it in my own strength. Are you a religious person? Yes, I am. Okay. I believe so that there would, is a... Support. Would you put that down to your, to your faith? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, having definitely. gone through having gone through all of that Odessa, when the results came out what did you feel like because writing the exams you were in tears um, when the exams were over you probably felt that boy I'm not going to make it I have to do it again this another year so what was it like when you got the results yes, those those were, I, I had those lingering thoughts indeed, but then I can recall when the exam came out online, I asked, I gave my daughter my candidate number and asked her to check it for me. I was scared. I, 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 I wasn't sure whether I did well or not, but then after she started to tell me one by one, you know, at the end of the, when she told me about the fifth one, I just screamed loud with all of my might mm. yes i bet i bet i bet you 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 asked her if she was seeing right no i didn't because she <laughs> she, she wrote back a few subjects that same year um, one of which we wrote the same subject yeah. and she got the same grade so yeah. we were all happy yeah. and you know we were screaming together because she had written her maths over again so you and your daughter actually wrote, wrote the subject together yes you were you you studied together and did the exams at the same time yes that's, it. that's interesting so you you both of you motivated each other each other yes mm -hmm. that's true talk to me now about your work odessa what does it entail so what I normally do is basically, I would normally, as I said, I work with all the special needs schools in region three and four. I try to make an impact in the lives of the, lit, the younger ones, mm -hmm. because all of which are persons with disabilities, children with disabilities. I also do counseling with adults, and that's mm -hmm. in the disabled community. 
And what I would normally do is try to make an impact in the life of my clients because, you know, mental illness is prevalent in society today. And mm. most of the time, persons complain for financial exploitation. That's where family members believe that because you have a disability, you should not have access to your money. They want to spend it for you even rape and all the different types of abuse persons would come with and they don't want to speak out because they are scared that their caregivers would, you know, mm -hmm. they would suffer at the hand afterwards. So persons are coming to you for counseling and they don't want to be exposed. They, they want it to remain a secret. And for me, confidentiality is very important. I always act in the best interest of my client ensure that they are comfortable rather than exposing their perpetrators so what I would try to do is to help them to cope with the situation or to try to, to do whatever it takes so that help can be given where it's needed talk to me about your philosophy in life I mean I I, I, I listened to a, a voice note a while ago from Kalisha and Kalisha says that um, she thinks you should write a book, and I tend to agree. What What is your philosophy in life? Hello. I would like if you can read. Yes. Um, you know, it's a kind of situation where here you have somebody who has gone through so much and yet has achieved so much. And there has to be a philosophy. And I would love to find out from um, Odessa, what is her philosophy? If she would explain, take her take time and explain your philosophy of life. I believe, yes. I believe my philosophy is I believe that as long as you have the self-determination and the willpower to do anything in life, you can achieve it as long as you are persevering towards that goal. That's my philosophy that I'm going through life with. As long as you, you are uh, self-perseverance and self-determination, those are the two main keys to acquire anything that you want to acquire in life or achieve. So as long as and you set your mind to heart. it, you can do it. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about um, raising your son, because your son was born after you became blind. Was, was that an ordeal for you? I mean, you, I, I would imagine your family didn't want you to look after the baby and all of that. How did you manage well, I had to manage because I hadn't much choice. Mm. At the time when his father was living there, he would normally, you know, take care of the porridge and those anything to do with the stove before he leave for work. Mm. And then I would do the rest because I'm at home with the child. I can recall when he started to move around, you know, it was very hard, very difficult for me to locate him because he was asthmatic. That would help me out a little because he used to breathe a little heavy. And mm -hmm. that's how I would find him in the various corners of the house. 
And you know, no matter how you clean, children do find something to put in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, really used to be um, a little hectic during the day, mm -hmm. looking at him. And when he's, when he's asleep, I would try to lie down to the end of the bed so that he, he wouldn't be able to fall off the bed and so forth. I think it was a very, very much, I really had a hard time doing it. Be like extra protective. Adapting. So, so, so you, you, so you were, you were a watch woman, although you had no sights. Yes, eh? I had to do it. <laughs> my yes. mom used to work. My other siblings never used to be there. My yes. daughter used to be going to school. Mm -hmm. So I had to do it for myself. And the father mm -hmm. used to, he, he had to go to work as well. So nobody was left there. I had to do it alone. And the main fact that, you know, I can't see, I was very much protective of my child. And the, the worst part of it is that having to adapt to a whole new world, not only by yourself, but with a little child, I think that was the most difficult part of the whole thing. Having to adapt to the blind world, a whole new world, not alone, but with a little baby do you, still function, do you still function in the kitchen yes but uh, rocco king rocco no i don't like cooking you know I don't like cooking. Oh, oh, oh. oh he knows you well enough to know that you know <laughs> quite some time. Like, well you know what willie she answered a question wasn't too sure she pointed yeah. me out immediately. But I still do it when I have to, but I do I'm not a lover of cooking. You know, I was I was planning I was planning to take a trip over after the program to come out. <laughs> you might probably have to eat some fast food or something. I don't no, know. it's not worth it. It's not worth I, it then. I don't like cooking. Not, yeah. Do you do you read do you read a lot Odessa? Yes, but I don't like audiobooks that are long. I my focus span is very short. I That's like books like yes, I like books that the love stories and they must be like short, one and a half hour the most. I can read those types of books. But when it comes to those long stories, I would have to take them in parts. So you're a love story lady? Yes. Is it is are those love stories compensation for the love that you missed? Probably, probably. I think so. Okay. Talk to me now. I don't like how some of them end though. Pardon the, me? The, the ending sometimes annoy you. Yeah, or make you sometimes. Sad. Correct, correct. Yeah. Talk to me now Especially about if the person experienced something that I would have experienced within my love, my life. Yes. You don't want it to go the way that yours went? No. Because I know how that person can feel. Talk to me now about, about music. What kind of music do you like? Oh, I love reggae and culture. I love culture music. Um, some soul get me depressed sometimes. It all depends. I have to be in a certain mood to listen to certain music. Is, is it because That's music just me. most of them are like love music? Love music is why? Yeah, love music would make me depressed sometimes. <laughs> what do you like? Do you like country and western? No, I like culture and you like reggae. Culture. You like you like reggae. Uh, yeah, things that reggae. put 
things that put pep in your step. Correct. <laughs> I like to have skill too. Yeah. Talk to me now. Talk to me now about about. I'm going to ask you a question, which I know a okay. lot of my guests find it difficult. If you were, if you were exiled on, on an island, and you could only take one music album with you, which one would it be? Well, it would be a gospel. To be a gospel. Why? Any, any reason why it would be a gospel? Any reason? The reason why it would be a gospel because I would think that would that would be my final destination before judgment. So I would like to make sure that my <laughs> make sure that is all intact. is right. <laughs> it would yeah. be unfair to suffer, to suffer in this world and then suffer in the world in the life to come again. Okay, that's the reason why I would choose the gospel. Okay, if you were if you were to leave words of encouragement and it can be two three four five sentences words of encouragement with our listeners and motivate them for life what would those words be the floor is yours okay so whether you have a disability or not my encouragement to you listeners is that the sky is the limit and anything in life that you want to achieve, go right ahead. You can achieve it. Just make sure that you have your self-determination and the willpower to press on because trials and testing will come your way because nobody say that life is smooth. But you have to have that self-determination and you can acquire anything in life that you want to acquire. Those are my words of encouragement. If you have any questions or comments regarding this program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com. That is N-O-R-W-I-L-L number 2 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Have a happy and productive week. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series, Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams, Jr.